this is the bard the new lead of sports entertainment professional wrestling whatever you want to call it the prince of broadway and the leader of the production frankie flynn and you're listening to wrestling cheers making your way in the world today takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Would you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if we confuse you with someone with a little dick. And we are here on the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. And here on Wrestling Cheers, we like to talk about the wonderful world of independent wrestling in Northeast Ohio and shows that we go to, shows that we've been to or planning on going to, I should say. And sometimes we we even do interviews and maybe some bullshitting segments as well. But please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. If you want to get a hold of us, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. And you can email us WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. Without any further ado, I am your host of this wonderful show. I am Heavyset, even though some people still call me Justin on this show, but hey, I don't care. Tomato, tomato. Not like I hide my name or anything. I'm being joined this week by two weeks in a row. We have Caden Ranky. Getting good at this podcasting thing again. Getting real good at it. The thing is, you, you probably won't be on for another couple weeks. I know. After this, it's I'll be dead for another six months. No more podcasting. <laughs> All gone. I know I got roughly who I want to be on the next two shows. The next one, I kind of want you on, I but I don't know how I'm going to do it. I want to do a year-end show. But on, quote, wrestling Twitter, that seems to be a shun thing if you do year-end awards. So now I'm like, well, do I want to do, like... A year-end thing for, you know, AIW and independent wrestling? Ah, yes, wrestling Twitter awards. Like, I didn't see any awards, unless it was, like, you know, promotions talking about awards and whatever. But I was like, I want to kind of... Best GIF account. (laughs) People are real mad I wasn't in the running for that, I guess. I don't know. I don't care. I feel like there's only one that... I'm not going to say that matters, but, like, there's that one that everybody knows, and that's okay. Didn't botch his name like most people would. Good job. Yeah, because I've been trying to say it. Because I think I've, I've been saying... Getting jo- better. I've been saying Jokoi forever, and I think you correct me, you're like, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but, like, uh, that's the... It's in his Twitter bio. Come on. Who reads Twitter bios, even when you add something right before the show? You know what? <laughs> That's cool. I caught myself with that one. I seen the tweet. Um, yeah, so I, I do want to do just a year-end thing. It's a way to also uh, close the gap between rulers of the world and we have a dilemma. or We've got a dilemma, I should say. So I, I plan on having a lot of people on 
but I got to figure that part out. I, I do want to do one. I have to write. I, I still have someone lined up. Who? Interview wise. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The do you want to mention it now or are we just gonna leave a tease? I don't know. Should it be a surprise interview? I don't know. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll do this because just because I'm not a fan of something not happening, like until like it's actually happened. Like next month in January, at some point after Rulers of the World and after the end of the year show, or maybe even between Rulers of the World and end of the year show, if I want a nice buffer, I did get an interview this past weekend, and that you know I'm I'll, I'll say it because it's been recorded. I've checked the audio file. I have uploaded it to my computer. Everything's good. Um. I did an interview with local independent wrestler Joshua Singh, and we talk maybe a little bit of wrestling, because literally the first thing I ask him, a spoiler alert, is, where the fuck have you been? Just <laughs> just so just, just so we could know. I want to know the story. Where the hell have you been? Yeah, we, but we got into that, and then eventually we did. We talked a lot of movies up until he kind of had to go, so we, we wrapped everything up. So that would be out sometime next month. Caden also had an interview scheduled this past weekend, but that kind of fell through, but it's still possible. No one forgot. Yeah, it no one was forgot. TLC matches happened. <laughs> it's, it's more or less, we didn't want this person to say something that they would forget, didn't mean to, just a misrepresentation of who they are. So, putting it off. and It'll happen. It, it, yeah, not it, for a bit. It will have, happen. Hopefully, you'll hear that in January. Once we have it... Um, We'll, we'll let it be known. And even what I'm planning on doing for that episode, it's going to be the first, like, Caden bulk episode. I'll probably record a really small intro, really small outro. The rest will be nothing but Caden and a particular interview. And I've told Caden before, he's more than welcome to do interviews like that anytime on the show. Because it gives me a little bit of a week off. And I gladly take a little bit of a week off. See who else I can get on here for an interview. Hmm. But, you know, this past weekend... We went to two shows. We won't really review Mega Night of Champions 19, Mega Wrestling, Mega Championship Wrestling, whatever it exactly is. I will say for my first Mega show, I did have a lot of fun. See you in two years. <laughs> I, I, I made the joke to Traxler. Uh, it wasn't two years. I was like, see you in six. <laughs> because I had in six years, it was my first Mega show. Though looking at the next event with the first match that they announced is PME versus uh, the Carnies. I'm like, oh, damn. That's pretty good. Well, there's a part like there's a part of me that wants to come back, but with January, like I know my niece. One weekend, it's her sweet sixteen surprise birthday party. She doesn't listen to the show, so I can tell you it's a surprise birthday party. But then again, I'm not saying what what the date is. So there's about to say <laughs> shouldn't talk about this if she listens. No, no, she don't listen. She don't like wrestling. All right, we're good. <laughs> uh, like there's that one weekend. There's a show popping up in Akron that I'm half way interested in going to because I know people involved and Xbox going to be there. Pop up pro wrestling. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I might go, I might not go. And then also here at the right, actually right after Rulers of the World or Universe or whatever, Rulers of the World, um, I'm moving. Like it's pretty much official and that'll be actually fun because I want to have, I'm going to be able to have my own like recording space a little bit better than what I have now. I'll be able to have people over for interviews a little bit easier. So I know that's another episode I'm planning on. One of the shows that I promote, I'm going to have somebody live and that that should be another January episode. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be a fun one. But go, going back to Mega really quick, I, I, I really did enjoy it. I think one of my favorite things of being an AIW fan for so long is seeing the random, very random return 
of the Latin Crime Syndicate, even though if it was just because Tracy Smothers couldn't make it to Ohio. Nonetheless, this was so good. Like, not I, many people understood why this is a big deal, but this was amazing. The, I, the funny thing is, like, the music hit, and I'm looking at you, and I'm looking at Michael. Like, okay, I've never been here. Whose fucking music is that? And even, like, the look on your face was like, I don't know whose music this is. And then we look, out comes Latin Crime Syndicate, and we all pop. Like, oh my god, they're just missing freaking Cade Fernandez. That's it. That would have been great. I mean, whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Probably became like a superstar or something, and then eventually retired. That's why. That's why he wasn't there. I think I heard he was retiring that uh, on Saturday night. That's why he couldn't be there. Mr. Good, Mr. Good Show. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Other than that, the women main evented. That was good. It was a short match, but it was pretty crazy. It, it didn't feel short. Maybe because the night was long, and I was just kind of like, yeah. That's understandable. Like, let's let's wrap this up. I'm getting tired. Uh, and then the finish happened with Jocelyn Navarro winning. It, it it felt underwhelming. We were all like, oh, well. It was just kind of like, oh. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, sure. And then since I've you know, n- never been to Mega, it's hard for me to follow them 100%. But Zoe Sky had a something very similar to Money in the Bank briefcase. It was basically she won a battle royal earlier this year. Okay. Title shot anytime, anywhere. So... She Pretty cashed. much money in the bank, but a battle royal instead. Yeah. So she cashed in, and that was the end of the night. And that was the more fitting end to the night. That was the one I was like, all right, that felt like the end of the show for something that, that's Night of Champions 19. There were, on this show as a whole, I know there's a lot of, you know, mega students that I really know who they were. Uh, there was six and a half foot tall Kevin Watson. Um, that, like, even he was in the uh, pre-show battle royal. I looked at my friend, I was talking, I was like, Jesus Christ, that guy's tall. And like, he looked, he, like, if you just saw like a picture of him, he looked kind of normal, but he was just tall and lanky. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, what other notes, mental notes do I have for the night? Remy LeVay just randomly being in the pre-show battle royal, because I don't believe he's ever worked a mega show, so that was kind of random. Do you know what happened to Eddie Only? Why he wasn't? No idea. Because he's not on the upcoming graphics either for the mega shows or mega show. And his merch was there too. Like I saw, like by all the AIW students. That's interesting. And I've never, I haven't found out what happened to him. And on a side note, a bone that I have to pick, not necessarily with the show or anything like that. After the show, I was very hungry. My girlfriend and I, we decided to go to the IHOP that's right next door. So we go there. We waited about 15 minutes and nobody seated us. Might have been closer to 10, but normally that doesn't happen. There, I mean, there was one waitress. She, I think she had about three tables. Anybody who knows me, I have a pet peeve on people who don't communicate. She literally looked at us, said nothing, and continued on her way. Instead of taking literally five seconds, said, hey, I'll be with you. Give me a couple minutes. I have to run back and forth. I'd be fine with it. But no, she just looked at us. No words. I gave till a certain time, and I was like, as soon as it hits, that time, we're leaving. That time hit, we walk right out. Unacceptable, in my opinion. Always go to Waffle House after a wrestling show. Yeah, but there, the were, best. there were none close by. I wanted one close by. There could be one on the way home. I take the turnpike. There could be one on the way. I ended up getting Taco Bell in Streetsboro. I would have gotten Steak and Shake, but... That's... that's the... I would have gotten Steak and Shake, especially right now they have the white chocolate milkshake, which is so good. Uh, but we had, like, enough, like, drinks and everything in the car. And I was like, uh, I don't really need milkshakes. And they take a long time to make everything at Steak and Shake, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining, but I want food now. And I was like... I was like, fine, Taco Bell. Taco Bell it is. I'm not waiting 45 minutes. Give me my food. Pretty much. I did the post-show Waffle House 
after Rockstar. And it was fun. I actually wanted to do post-show Waffle House with you guys, but it was going to be like out in Menor. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going that far. That's like way out of my way just to get Waffle House. Uh, yeah, it's not even near us. It'd be like a drive out of the way for us even. Like if you're talking for the Menor show, it'd be a drive almost to, to like 10 minutes opposite for us. It's not bad, but it's not like where the McDonald's was by um Music Link. I know when we can do it and I'll, I'll next time I get a ch- well, after we're done recording, I'll tell you when. I got an idea, but can't talk about it on the air. So, oh, it's a secret, kind of cliffhanger. Um, let's get into the the main topic of this episode as we review AIW's Wet Bandits from this past Friday night. What are some of your thoughts, just the, uh, as the card as a whole, and uh, favorite matches and moments, things that just stick out before we get into the match by match aspect? This was one of the best Menor shows. I feel like I say this all the time about the Menor shows, but this card was really, really good top to bottom. It wasn't overly loaded with trainees, but it wasn't like a Mount Carmel show. It was a really good mix of talent. I I feel like, and I've, I've said this before too, that the students, the more we see them and the more that we get every, you know, so many months or every year of this new talent, it makes it feel like a different brand. And it's something that I really like. It's I relate it to the GNOs, which we're going almost going on one year without a GNO. So that's sad. But that sucks. But we bring GNO back. There was, there was always the regular shows and the GNO shows. Now I feel like we get regular shows, GNO shows, if and when they'll ever happen again. But now there's these, these, I don't want to call them student shows. I, part of me was to call them the more local shows. Like most of your talent from these shows are going to be somewhat local. Yeah, you will get guys in on this show like Kurt Stallion, uh, Kikitaro, Tracy Smothers, if he was supposed to be here. Um, a bunch of others who. Vance Warner. Vance Warner. Like, I mean, even, like, Mance is somewhat close. You know, Magnum CK, not Cleveland-based, if I'm correct, but he's still somewhat close. We're, we you get we get a lot of talent of the local area. Uh, the sh- this uh, even the venue I I really do enjoy because we take the stage seating and just how different that feels. I there's a part of me that wonders you're looking would, directly into the ring. Oh yeah, there's a part of me that wonders what would happen if. And obviously, this is not something that Music Link is going to do. What if we had that kind of seating all the way around the ring? Like, what kind of atmosphere would that bring? What kind of show would that bring? Like I said, I'm not saying that's something that Music Links is going to do or should do. It's just something I think of, okay, this is one side like this. What if we had a show where every side was like this? Yeah, it's not going to happen, but I that would definitely be something cool. Um, But yeah, like I said, we it's just, it feels so different. And I like, we, we, we started off with students' shows, or just students being two people. We started with Joshua Singh and Alex Daniels, like that was it. And then as classes started to roll out of the academy, you know, we got more and more, and as time has gone on, some of those even original class students have become bigger and better parts of AIW. And one that I'll throw out here, because I was told I need to talk about them more, is the production. I'm going to start with Frankie Flint. It's, it's a guy that I've mentioned before. I've known before coming into wrestling. And the thing that really drew me towards him to begin with, when he first started out, he actually had a character. He came out, he was you know the Prince of Broadway and everything. And even in that first match, he did things that other people weren't doing. Exactly. And it's, it's the little things and that's what I've really liked about him. He wasn't just generic wrestler number four when he debuted. Yeah. He actually already had a character about him. 
And, you know, as time went on, like maybe that character, you know, it, it was not necessarily played out. You know, he had his, ma- you know, matches with Kingston and all that feud. So it was like, okay, that's that. Time to change this a little bit. But the fun thing is, like, he got injured. I don't want to say it's fun that he got injured. It's how it worked out. He got injured. He, even when he was cleared to wrestle, didn't wrestle in AIW for a while. Grew out a massive freaking beard. Kind of changed his look on accident, I feel. Could be on purpose. I believe. We we don't know. I believe Frankie Flynn is a guy that would have done everything like that on purpose. And we go to this past uh, Back to the Future Cup, where Frankie Flynn, who this is where everything just turned out perfect. He has that beard, turns on, I don't say turns, but you know, attacks PB. Show, shows us a new side. And when he comes out during day two at Jaylet, he already has a new look. That's right there. It's one of those little things. And since the debut of the production, giving a spot in AIW for Derek Director, Colby Red, and now Magnum CK, Frankie Flynn has evolved from even that point from day two of Jaylet. From and, May of this year. Yeah. And that's not that long. And, and he's changed a ton. And I feel like the production is one of my legitimate favorite parts of AIW. Now, granted, I feel like a lot of these members are fans of resting chairs. And I think that's something that does drag me towards them. But with, even without that, it's the little things, like I said, that Frankie does that has, that's really having me enjoy the production and, and everybody in general. And two, like, okay. We, you and I have had this conversation before Magnum CK debuted. We were talking about who, like, who was going to have the best debut of 2017 in AIW. And I think up until recently, it might have been hands down Mans Warner. MJF, I think if he was on more shows, showed more of a presence these past couple months, you know, he would be up there too. But I think Mance Warner, the little bit he's been here, has killed it. The two matches he's been here. And then Magnum CK debuted. He's another guy that does the, like, I'm I'm definitely a promo guy. If you cut a good promo and get me interested, I'll love that even more than your wrestling ability. Promos are a big part. You could be the best wrestler and cut a terrible promo. One of the, one of the best promos of 2017 in AIW has been Magnum CK, and he didn't even say a word. And then there was also the one that was released right before the Wet Bandits. As funny as we recorded, uh, that wasn't out yet. So we, I, I actually made a comment of like, oh, now we're going to go into, you know, uh, WWPME. We're going to go to what they say. Well, literally, I'm in the middle of post-production and I get a notification on my phone because I am subscribed to the AIW's YouTube channel to the notification part. I'll, there's a freaking Magnum CK promo up. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. And I, I hear it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is good. This is really good. And now, because of Magnum CK, whenever I hear or see Marino Tanaglia, I now go, Marino. The way he, he drug out Marino. Just extended it. Yeah, like, Mance Warner, great debut in AIW. I'm going to put up a battle that Magnum CK, in less time, has killed it even more. And the thing about Mance Warner, I don't know what's going to be next from an AIW. I know what's coming next for Magnum CK in the production. And we'll get into that later. And might have been one of my highlights of the night. <laughs> any, any other thoughts, Caden? The production are really good. Pretty much as you said, they're great. Just from Frankie going insane at JWIT to this turning into a legitimate group and force in AIW. It's all been awesome this year. So let's get into the card, as it were. And we will first let's we'll talk about how no Steve Guy tonight. Uh, he was... He had a, his own comedy gig that night, so, you know, it sucks we didn't have him there. But if there's no Steve Guy, there's Pedro. As I mean, I love Steve Guy, but Pedro just 
Maybe it's because I've heard him for so long in my time of being an independent wrestling fan in Cleveland, and to the point where I went to like two companies for a long time, and he was the ring announcer for those two companies. So his cadence, how he says certain words, and I think everybody who's in this scene, that they have their favorite Pedro word, the way he says it. Mine is Jason Bain. Absolutely. The way he always said that was great. I think when he retired, I was like, all right, I got to hear a couple words for the, for, cause I don't get to hear him. Now say Jason Bain. Okay. Say, uh, for those who don't know, uh, he, cause Jason Bain, God, he hasn't been around since. Was he, was hold he, on. was he at Resolution? I almost said yes. four. The I, very last one. I had the flyer on my wall. Let me look at the date. That would 2013. be 2013. Wow. Yeah, uh, but he would say, instead of say Jason Bain or Jason Bain, it was Jason Bain. Love that. The best intro. I mean, even like his intro counting down in 10, 9, 8, 7, 5, 4, 3, 1, here we go. Like, I love you, Steve Guy, but you don't do that. Since you don't do that, I still love Pedro for it. But Steve Guy has his own things, and I do like them. I can't knock him. Can't knock him a boy. You're not complaining about Steve Guy. He's fantastic. There's a reason he's been around for, what, almost two years now? Yes, I do believe it is two years because it was the it was the December show. It was actually no, it's been it's been two years. I just got a notification a couple days ago, like a couple a week or so ago. Uh, filthy or uh, was it filthy? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Was it called Filthy Animals? Keep the change. Keep the change. I keep thinking Merry Christmas, Filthy Animals. I'm like, no, that wasn't it. That was the really, really, really bad photoshopped flyer. Yeah, Tim Donst. Yeah, that was really bad. Flyer now. But um. Yeah, he, he's been the ring announcer since then. And I was one of the few people that pulled for it. I was like, I want, you know, give it to Steve Guy. And it, it made sense. Like, no offense to the, the, what I call the interim ring announcer between Pedro and Steve. The best ring announcers are from the area. Absolutely. So when something happens, like, you know, they're right down the road. Like, even Steve Guy, he's legitimately, like, right down the road. He's in Lakewood. Instead of having to drive all the way from Pennsylvania. So if something happens, especially driving. You're without a ring announcer. Yeah, especially having to drive through Pennsylvania. Like, it's it's cool to have somebody dependable, and Steve Guy is dependable. We're talking a long time on a ring announcer, but let's get into the first match. And it was, uh, this is a doozy. Big Mo versus Big Twan Tucker. Unofficial stipulation, loser can no longer use Big in their name. <laughs> this match was only missing Super Oprah. Not Big in their name, I mean, we're just missing that. Um, Big Twan one via spear, and uh, I, I enjoyed starting off with this. These two aren't the smoothest of wrestlers. But it was just them beating each other up for, what, ten minutes? Something like that. It was fun. Yeah, the, it was... I mean, you weren't going to get any flashy moves. You weren't going to see Big Mo jump over the top rope and land on Big Twan Tucker at ringside. Granted, we've seen that spot all throughout the night because of a lot of the, you know, the high flyers and skinny folk. It, it, it wasn't going to... No, that venue does not have a good hit history for dives no it doesn't no it doesn't it uh, really doesn't terrible history so yeah the big mo i mean big twan tucker defeating big mo in this one like i said i enjoyed it and also the thing about some of these matches with two big guys it i don't bad bad pun and i don't mean it to be sometimes they weigh the show down like we, we go especially with a lot of you know the the high flyers and everything people you know if we would have had Trey Lamar versus uh, MM3 and then had this match and then had even AJ Gray versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. I feel like this would this would have like slowed the pace down. But we start off with it and I felt like that, that that was a nice kick. And there there are people out there who love big guys going at each other. So my opinion, 
perfect start for the night. It was just a nice way to get the show, like, up and running. It wasn't, like, an insane six-way scramble from, like, the Turner's era or, like, any of the Lucha matches from the last year. But it was just a fun boss match. Up next was the production versus WWPME. That'd be Weird World and Philly Marino Experience. So, as a whole, which, God, I love having so many characters to work with on Twitter now. We had Frankie Flynn, Magnum CK, Colby Red, and Derek Director versus Philly Collins, Marino Tanaglia, Weird Body, and Worldwide. All in one tweet with two pictures. So awesome. Thank you, Twitter. <laughs> um, the production won via... Leg bar, according to you, Caden. I still don't know if Frankie had a technical name for that. The funny thing is, uh, Twitter has asked me whether I want to translate this from Dutch. <laughs> well then. Um, I, I love this match. I mean, the production. Uh, I, I've been handed a note from Frankie Flynn says the uh, production's a great team. And it needs to be emphasized here on the show. So, great team. And they proved it. And there's more on them later that I can't wait to talk about. Because... I'll honestly say, I didn't figure AIW would pull the trigger on this now. And I thought we would get... I know exactly what you're talking about, and yes, I agree. I thought we would get this build maybe a gauntlet, and then somehow lead into Abso? That's pretty much what said thing is. We're not going to say what it is. You'll find out later. For those who weren't there, but... I enjoy this match, too. I got a lot of clips, which I, ha I haven't mentioned on here. I, uh, doing the Instagram clips. I got 95 clips, individual clips. And then when I, I pasted them all together, which they have yet to be posted to YouTube, but they could, I'd say they could be by the time this gets posted, but it won't be. Um, pulled up here. Uh, 21 minutes long, almost 22 minutes long. <laughs> so, yeah. This match had a lot of really, really good clips. I, I love how the production in the short period of time, and this is the first time we've, we've seen the production as a whole, how how they worked as a team. That's, I think, one of the, the highlights that I can think of from this match. And, again, just talking about uh, not the production here, because the production are fantastic, but Philly and Marino, <laughs> yet again. Hold on, hold on. Pun? The production is fantastic. Unintentional pun, but good catch. At Freaky Fantastic on Twitter. Did not mean for that one, but good catch. <laughs> this is what happens when we're recording at 11.45. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Philly and Marino. Every time I see them, they're so good. Philly did a moonsault to the outside during this match. Yes. I've... Ridiculous. I got it on video. I was informed that was the first time he had ever done that. Oh, wow. That's nuts. It was hard to tell. He did it very well. The thing that I love about PME is I feel like they're instantly over everywhere they go. They're just two fun characters, then they're really good in the ring, too. So mm -hmm. it's, boom, crowds are going to go to them like that. I feel like they could do a little bit of character work, because that's one thing I don't understand with them. Because I have thought they were, you know, just fun dudes. Like, okay, then someone explained to me Marino's thing, and I was like, wait a minute. I've never caught that with him. I was like, yeah, he's... Split personality. Yeah, and I'm like, I've never caught that. So, what? It's not as exaggerated as it could be. Maybe that's why I don't. I never notice it, and I don't see many of their promos. Marino's is more of like a Twitter thing. Mm, that makes at sense. least that's what I picked up on. That makes sense. It's kind of hard to do like a split personality deal in the ring. Yeah. Next up, we had Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham versus Rich Homie Juice himself, AJ Gray. Booked off of a Twitter feud. Uh, AJ Gray won via powerbomb. Another. 
AJ Gray in AIW is just this, well, in general, but uh, in AIW, because that's where you see him most, it's just a fucking highlight reel. He went from a no-name, debuts at Back to the Future Cup, he, literally bartends for, what, a year, I believe it is? Yes. Debuts Back to the Future Cup, kills it with Garrison King, gets put in a match with Kaplan later the, that night, just because of his match at Back to the Future Cup. Yeah, imp- And now he is total, everywhere. Total impromptu match. And he's been on... Every every show, correct me if I'm wrong. Every show since then, it could very well be. I believe so, but I do believe so. That's and, how you earn your spot. And not just that, he for the this was the first time, but you know he came up for AIW and then he had a show in the area the next day, which is awesome. That's the first time he's been it. Well, if we want to count Jay with weekend, but I don't think that counts. This is the first time he's been in Cleveland for two wrestling shows. Yeah, because I mean he he was. I'm guessing he was you know here for two days. For Jay Lippo, yeah, we don't. He wasn't booked, and he was booked for these two events, so definitely sky's the limit for AJ Gray. And like I said, just a fucking highlight reel. He's always <laughs> doing crazy shit. There's not enough good things we can say about him. He's great. He doesn't like my fingerless gloves, and now I've been imprinted in his brain on owning them, because when I seen him on this day and at Mega, he made comments to me about him, and I wasn't wearing them. They were with me. I will admit that, just because now I keep them purposely... And with my uh, stuff that I bring to wrestling shows. But I've been imprinting the brain on that. Good job. You broke him. <laughs> and, uh, I can't say enough good things also about Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. I'm a huge fan of his. Hopefully we'll you'll hear uh, more from him on this show in uh, you know the coming weeks and months. This is the first time we've seen DCR as a, a single competitor without Brian Carson. In quite a while. Yes. And I, I, don't, I don't think they're broke up. Because I, I did see a thing on Twitter... Hinting. I was just going to go to that. Yeah, that we could very well see them in the. Well, I mean, because I'm not going to really, we're not going to really talk about it. But the everybody's favorite tag team champions in AIW to Infinity and Beyond have issued an open challenge for the next show, and we will most certainly talk about it next week of who we think it could be. There has been people throwing them their hats in the ring, no pun intended, and one of them being Dedication Personified. It's just going to be me. Hop <laughs> on the rail. <laughs> Roll up, winning the belts, running away. No more women's title, no more tag belts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely curious of who is going to be the, the opponents, which the, the thing that I've always loved when AIW does it, I feel like we haven't had it in a little while. I love mystery opponents. Oh, that's great. Oh, we did the mystery opponent thing at all Jay with this year. I think that was the last time there was one. Yeah, that's why. Like, I, that's there was a time I felt like it was like every other month. It seemed like it used to be a lot. But I like it. I love, I love mystery opponents. It's fun. It's a guessing game. Yeah. Like, do you think like, okay, is AIW, is it going to be this person because of this reason? Or is it going to be this person because of this reason? Or like our total left field? Is it going to be this person? Because no one expects it. And, you know, sometimes... That's always the fun one. You just go super into left field with guesses. And, you know, sometimes you get them right. Sometimes you get them wrong. And this is a tag team, and... It's just a fun guessing game. I think, like, with a tag team, it's like, okay, is it going to be... Is it going to be a team that we haven't seen in a little while? Like, is it going to be the Carnies? That's a very popular pick. Is it going to be a team we haven't seen in a long time? Aeroform. Is it, That's the name I've been mentioning. Is it going to be a team that we can't advertise? Is it going to be Tyson Dukes? Is, no, Tracy Williams already has a match. That one's out. Uh, uh, yeah, you look at the card. Is it going to be... Oh, okay. Another one we can't really advertise. Nope. No, d- damn it, he has a match too. <laughs> like, what about... 
Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Nope, can't do that either. Ethan Page has I mean, Alexander is allowed in the States again, to my knowledge. I don't know the technicality of that. Like, I know he did do a- AAW, but why? But has he been back since then? I don't think so. That's weird. So, there's that. So, we'll, we'll definitely get more into that next week with uh, the guest on the show. Gonna be fun. And, obviously, we'll know by the 29th, we'll know on the 29th who the opponents are. But they were better know on the 29th. What if? What if? Because I haven't got to say this in a long time. What if it's fruits and winners? Best return. Get the streamers ready. What if? What if it's uh, Cloudy and Jimmy Olsen? I was thinking that, actually. That'd be a really weird one. <laughs> anyway, more more on that next week. And like I said... We could do this for 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Headhunters, that's another team that I heard. And I was like, ooh. Please do it. Please bring back the Headhunters. <laughs> they don't have to win, but just imagine if it's Headhunters. You gotta get to get that main event push, brother. Um, like I said, AJ Gray won via Powerbomb. Next up was... Which we, uh, we had a change. We did mention that Tracy's mother was not able to make it. And small spoiler for later in the show, we had to take, they took out a wrestler from this match, put him in a later match. So we had a replacement, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention him last because I don't know much about him, but Caden does. So it was Joshua Singh versus Kurt Hertz versus the Duke versus Calvin Tankman? Caden, go. Where do I begin? This dude's fantastic. I'm still warning about Tankman, but all of his work in IWA Mid-South is so good. I was pretty sure I'm the only person that had any idea who he was. Because I was like, what the hell is this fucking Twitter? Just at Kevin Tankman. Follow him on Twitter. It was a very nice surprise, because I might have known in advance he was riding to the show with someone from that area. So I had my hopes up he would be added to a bonus match or something. So it was very nice seeing him in an AIW ring. Fingers crossed he's a regular now, because he's a fit for this company. And this match was for the Haas Division boot. (sighs) And with the Duke driver, the Duke is your new Haas Division champion using that duke money to buy wins well i mean the benefit is we'll see the the post division boot more than we have it hasn't been that long since we saw it i mean before how how many times we see before wrestle ranger i feel like it's or wrestle ranger 2 i feel like it's been a while 2015 yeah that's been quite a while happy i mean if they kind of bring this back and make it a regular thing i'm all for it maybe it's because hoss wrestling got a boom over the past year hoss wrestling should always be the thing it's the best I feel like it's it's the anti two oh five live. Three oh five hoss. What was the name of the show that I thought like what if they Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I thought of it. Okay, AW, listen to me. Okay, you don't have to. We were joking before uh I think it might have been before but this. But we're match. dead serious now. <laughs> we were we were joking before this match. Like what if AIW ran it? A Hoss only event. I don't think they will, because I don't think it would draw many people. Because get that many Hoss wrestlers, people. Yeah. Anyway, people are fickle. They suck. But okay. What what was the one Hoss show that that that's already been done? Three hundred five Hoss. Three hundred five. Three hundred five Hoss. I've, I've seen on Twitter. Uh, four hundred five live. I think that was Vader and Yokozuna. But how about this? We call it in your Hoss. Huh? Huh? Please book this. Please. I don't know. Because like, like, I was like, what if they did an all Haas show? And all of a sudden I'm like, in your Haas. Oh my God. That would be hilarious. Oh my God. We, we can bring in Todd Pitt. Oh, never mind. Uh, too soon. Um, anyway, um, we, we can give away a house, but instead it's a gingerbread house. I'll stop. <sighs> wow. Uh, 
I don't know what to say about the, uh, this match. Uh, I don't have anything bad to say. Kurt Hurts didn't have his AJ Styles gloves. He did That's not, a he, bad thing. He, he didn't want none. Was He forgot his gloves. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was very mad about this. I don't remember as much from this match, but I, I remember vividly the Duke coming out and Thrift Store Jobber being at the bar just yelling at him. I mean, we were all kind of yelling at the Duke uh, because it's the Duke. The Duke. Between this match and the next match, should we should we have a PSA on when quote heels unquote in wrestling say mean things? Uh, I tweeted something. Yeah, this is a show. These wrestlers are going to say things. They're going to be mean. That that might piss you off. Don't. In the words of Ben Affleck's character, one of Ben Affleck's characters, or no, it's the only Ben Affleck character. Anyway, on uh, Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back, these are fictional characters, okay? Fictional characters. I'm doing hand gestures for that one. The Duke and Jock Sampson in the next match. They're gonna say mean things, especially Jock, who, who, who mentioned Trump in his promo. Expect offensive things. That is what happens in these shows. It's like you go to a comedy show and there's comedy comedians out there who will do crowd work. And for, if you don't know what crowd work is, they will make jokes at the expense of people in the crowd because that's what they do. So you had some of these wrestlers doing crowd work. I'm not pointing any fingers or naming any names, but if you make your attempt to stand out, this is going to be easier for the heels. I'm just saying. But these are fictional characters. Don't take what they say to heart. It's a show. My first independent wrestling show, do you know what now WWE wrestler Luke Gallows told me? He told me he liked drugs. Does he? He's had a job long enough that I don't think he does. But he said it because I was wearing a CM Punk shirt. (laughs) This is what happened. And I, I don't understand. How how can adults get upset when wrestlers say things? Like, me? okay, maybe if it's on Twitter and wrestlers say things that are kind of offensive. Like, okay, it's a blurring the line thing. Some wrestlers are real. Some are in character. Fine, fine, whatever. But if we're at a show, come on. Really? I'm done. You got anything to add? I threw my tweet out there. End of this subject. And we'll move on to the Trump supporter himself. Jack Sampson was filling in for Uncle Tracy going up against Pikachu, a.k.a. Kikotaro, a.k.a. Buffet Club, a.k.a. Issa Baroon. There was no Baroons! There was, was no very ba- sad. There was no Baroon. Though, he did have Buffet Club shirts, like I mentioned. Mine is sitting next to me. I'm waiting to go to a buffet to wear it. And I'm being dead serious. I want to walk in and wear a shirt that says Buffet Club. And not just any buffet. I love Chinese buffets. There was one right up the street from Music Links. Could have went there. I wasn't hungry. I, what was it? I, my original plan, like I'd mentioned, I want to go to BurgerFi. Instead, for lunch, my girlfriend and I went to Chipotle, and our burrito, my burrito was at least so big by the time I finished it, I was full for hours. And we were on our way up to the show. Besides the weather and everything, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really hungry. So I think we got sheets after the show. And even then, I just got a grilled cheese sandwich. I was hungry. I was, I was more... I don't know about you, but when it comes to shows, I get thirstier than anything. Yes, this is a thing. There's been multiple times after a show, I have chugged a Gatorade. I don't know how people eat during wrestling shows. I, I, I sometimes I get it, but then again, I have to, I have to drink at the same time. But I think most. I'm picking. I'll get a drink before I get food. Half the well, half the time, like 
I don't want to leave my seat. Like, I'll leave my seat at intermission. That's it. And then now I'm starting to, like, I'll bring Gatorade, either put them in my bag with me. Worst case scenario, I keep a full Gatorade in the car. And I'm, like I said, I'm chugging that bad boy as soon as I get out. Like, after, like I said, after the show, we went to Sheets, didn't have any Gatorade in the car, but we, I bought two in there. And I almost explained to my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to chug this almost. It's going to be gone before you know it. And it was. But anyway, enough about food. And uh, Buffet Club. Kikitaro won via Shining Wizard. This w- this was a fun match. The only sad part was it wasn't Tracy Smothers and Kikitaro. I love Jock. It'll happen one day. I love me some Jock Sampson. Od- oddly enough, I wore his shirt today, who I always give him shit because Jock Sampson is a 100% Pittsburgh Steeler fan. His shirt that says Jock Sampson, and it has, I think, the number 50, maybe 53 or 58 on it, because I'm not looking at it right now, because I'm not wearing it, but it's Cleveland Browns colors, and I, I always give him shit. I'm like, oh, nice Cleveland Brown shirt. And I think it was after, it was during intermission, I joked with him about it again, and he's like, oh, like, it's on sale for 15 bucks. I'm like, you got it in 3X? Normally, a lot of wrestlers don't have 3X. He's like, oh, got him right here. And I'm like, oh, well, here's 15 bucks. So. Oh, wait a second. You actually have this in my size? Wow. He was like, all right, fine. Here's 15 bucks. So, I, I don't got much more to add to this. I, I do love, love me ski. And hopefully we get Kikutara back. Like, let's not have Kikutara every two years. Let's have Kikutara more. But. It, no, let's it, bring him back more often. I think. Put he, him in Jaywit. Oh, I think he's in high demand. I give, I, I'll probably say that he's probably in high demand, which is weird because he's like, when you think of Japanese wrestlers, he's not high on a lot of people's list, but Wrestling Road Diaries 3 had to put him out there more. And like we mentioned last week of now how he's in the States. Yeah. Now he's in the States, but not like, you know, watching that and no sleep till Brooklyn. I mean, freaking Kikitaro had a great match with Kokobana. Love that match. It was fantastic. That's a Varun. So Jock, Chuck did hold his own, uh, you know, before the, the show, uh, before the match, like I kind of mentioned, cut a promo. People said some things. Jock said things back. And I, I, I want to see more of Jock and AIW, too. But the thing that I do love about him, he, he, he he's had his times where he's been booked a lot. But then we won't get him for a while. So then when he comes back out, like, he came out Absolution. I was like, oh, my God, Jock's here. Like, even if he's just a freaking lumberjack, like, Jock's here. This is awesome. Just whenever he shows up, it's cool seeing him. And then at this point, we had intermission. And the thing that I like to do during intermission breaks, even though I don't do this all the time during shows, that I don't. I'll mention it now instead of the end. Let's talk about all the shows you could find on the Trading Topics Network and all the podcast friends on the Trading Topics Network. You can find All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Lou Chat, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren Radio, Old School at the Movies, and Shut the F- Actually, nope. That show might be might be done with too. So, uh, oh wow, I'm losing all the shows. That's the thing about podcasting. Sometimes you you know you stop for a certain reason. Uh, what was a show that I'm missing? Tales from the Fourth Row. I know that's a show that I don't have on my notes, but also pod check out our podcast friends such as Macho Man Radio, Chris Clem's Cavs Cast. Wingcast, a wingman podcast with Steve Guy. Let the hate flow through you with Jeremy Shear and El Hordano Diablo. Pod Van Dam, Road Home from Wrestling, Thrift Store Jobber on eBay, Instagram, Etsy, and Twitter. Check out our friends over at Rebel Live Media and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. And also, you haven't heard him the past two weeks. Mentioned weekly wrestling podcast. Coming back soon. Not sure how soon, but they're coming back soon. It's a baroon. All I'm going to say is I I don't do anything besides just appear on WWP. So don't yell at me if they don't come back for another six months. So this show is more dependable. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes that's the thing with podcasts. Some people don't put out shows every week 
And I was like, for, for a while, I was doing this show and hanging with Heavy. I loved doing Hanging with Heavy. Hanging with Heavy, I just sat in front of my microphone and talked. But then I had to edit and post and all that kind of stuff. Took away took away from other stuff, and I've kind of... I'm probably ending Hanging with Heavy, or it's just going to become a very, very random show. I'm putting a lot of concentration into this show. Because the thing that I'll, I'll mention until I'm blue in the face, or at least for a couple more weeks now, because that's when it'll matter, from 2012 to uh, late 2016, I put out 30 episodes of the Ohio Indie Report. Not a whole lot. By the, the last episode of the year, which... We'll, we'll be next week, actually. This is, the, I think, the 30th episode. Episode 31, I will not, uh, next week will surpass what I did from 2012 to 2016 by one episode. That's crazy. So it, it's me putting a lot more emphasis on this show, bringing a lot more people. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, like I, I kind of mentioned last week, there, I'm working on a roster here for Wrestling Cheers and the people and the ideas that are coming in. It's fun. It's going to be so much fun. I'm hoping... 2018 is a great year for us, and hopefully we get way better, and hopefully more people listen, but don't necessarily do I won't be as involved in 2018 once we hit the halfway point, but I'll be here for part of it. Yeah, I know that's coming up for you. I never was never told a date, but... It's happening. I want to plan it around Ab, so we'll, I'll be here for a little bit. Okay, but the whole thing is... Well, even like with you being gone, you know, part of next year, if we can get... An, there's enough people to like fill in like there's definitely there's going to be a an audience that misses you actually we'll all miss you not being here but not missing a beat having so many different people on like you know yeah, that's the thing you have so many people that are just ready to go and i i people constantly tell me like oh when do i how can i get on i have wrestlers every show especially aw students when am i getting on the podcast oh oh you, you have this person on the podcast for me trust me I want so I want a lot of people on the podcast. But see, until like I don't work on just interviews. Like we talk about what's going on on the scene, what's going on in AIW and everything, and OCW interviews come less often. But I have a list of people that I want to hit up, and I, that's another thing I, I want to hit hard in 2018. Uh, and also, like I said, the roster of people, even like th- this show. Ohio Indie Report at the time last year. At this time, it was only really me, Dustin. We just brought in Peyton a little. But I mean, he'd been on a couple episodes over the past last year or two. And then we had someone who won't be named. So four people on the show. And now, since then, I have three of those. There's also the two Eds. And, you know, I, I brought on Andy from Road Home from Wrestling for an episode. And I have a handful of people who haven't been on this show yet, but will be. I actually have figured out who's going to be on the preview episode of We've Got a Dilemma. And it's someone who's never been on this show, has been a AIW and independent wrestling fan longer than I have, doesn't come to many shows. So he said, I asked him, I was like, dude, I need to get you on. When's the next show you're coming to? He said, probably February. He's like, okay, preview show, mark it down. You're, you're going to be on. He's like, okay, teaser. Ooh, who could it be? Uh, going into the out of intermission, the the tweet that I forgot. I sent out from the wrong account, didn't realize it until a couple matches later. So you, for some reason, if you were following at Wrestling Cheers and not at Heavyset330, you did miss the announcement of the match beginning Trey Lamar versus Malcolm Monroe the third, And Trey Lamar wins after Chase Oliver returns and DVDs MM3 into the buckles. Chase tried to kill MM3 with his Death Valley driver. <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah... Like, it was not nice. No, it wasn't. But so we had the return of Chase Oliver and we have the pre- we have no consequences as a whole. Back to- <laughs> uh, we have 
no consequences, back together. It hasn't been that long, but it really has, if you think about it. I think because there hasn't been that many shows. This is true. We also took, like, not that long. Well, maybe it has. It was right after Absolution, wasn't it? Uh, the show after. So, yeah, like, it has been a while, but I, we also had that, you know, that massive layoff. So that's, that's helped. The nine weeks. Nine long weeks. That when you're running a podcast, you go, how the fuck am I going to fill these weeks? Uh, uh yeah, there, there's wrestling. I it's love it. Happening. I loved it when AIW was like, oh, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? We have all these weeks to film. I'm like, <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> I cover your guys' shows. I cover a lot of shows. I was like, I have to figure out how I'm going to fill all these weeks out. Luckily, I mean, I did it without a problem. But, yeah, not a lot of notes in this match, but this match was an absolutely crazy match. MM3 always tries to stand out in every single show that he does and every single match that he does. But I, I love He's the, super creative. It's all those moves. I love the little storyline that we did while Chase was gone. We had him fill in in two matches. We had an altercation. And then... MM3 gets attacked by Chase Oliver on his return, and that's another thing. Now, okay, is MM3 going to come back? Do we get MM3 Chase? Do we get MM3 Myron Reed, you know, coming in? You know, there, there was the match that Chase got injured where it was MM3, Myron Reed, and... Some uh, Jonathan Wolf. Jonathan Wolf. That's someone else who could still be in this. Yes, and I feel like Jonathan Wolf is another... Uh, basically said Tequila Jack, some Music Links wrestler who we only see for these shows, but he's really trying to stand out. Definitely could see him coming to here for this. I don't want to refer to like the Music Links shows as tryout shows, but in a way for some of these guys, it's like their tryout match to get onto a Mount Carmel event. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I'm not saying that is a bad thing, but it's like, this is like the, hey, if you do good here, we'll have you at our big show. Yeah. Up next was Brian Carson versus the debuting Eddie Only, and Brian Carson won via pop-up cutter first. Victory for Brian Carson, especially solo in a, a while. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's definitely been a while. I can probably check AW's website, but that would take effort. Um, Eddie Only did get a... It wasn't a please come back. It was, I think it was an Eddie only chant. He got some Eddie. sort of chant. He got a ch- he got a chant afterwards. So very deserved because he's good. Mm-hmm. I still say he's worldwide's little brother, but that's just me. I'm not going to disagree with this. Or uh, as friend of the show, um, Michael Moynihan said, statewide. Statewide. This is like the new Uha County. Probably one of the funniest things I've ever said at a wrestling show. <laughs> Love you, Team and Money. Love you, Team Money, but. <laughs> That was my first reaction. Who's this guy? Uha County. And that's stuck forever. Ooh. So great. Uha County and Nasty Nate. <laughs> Both are still a thing. Um, between this match and actually the next match, I don't, I don't have many, many notes on, many comments on Parker Pierce versus Colin Delaney. Two hundred five lives own <coughs> Colin Delaney, and Colin Delaney won via small package roll up. Parker's getting better each time I see him. I don't like the character, but in ring, he's good. I, I, I agree with you. I think when it comes to Parker Pierce, there's going to be something that just connects. And I think we're, that's what we're waiting on. He, he's, he's, he's filling his role and his purpose right now. I had, I had it explained to me by someone that you, you definitely need somebody like Parker Pierce on the, the roster. Just a fun loving guy. <laughs> he's different from like every other trainee. Like, in terms of character, and in-ring, he fits in almost any situation you can put him in. So he's gonna be around for a while. Yeah. And eventually, like most students, something will click. Like, you know, I mean, how many 
matches and months did you know gary the king baller just kind of just kind of be this guy who came out to drake had the light up shoes had a hat with a crown on like that's all he was nothing really to him but you know earlier this year they started no consequences and boom gary the king baller had a purpose and it it fits and i I think that's what we're waiting on parker pierce and it's it's not nothing that we want to be rushed not like another no consequences deal but just him to have like a match where he just kills it and everyone notices him it could it could be a match it could be a a tag team it could be a group it could be a character just a little character twist i mean we we already have a group for him or a tag team (laughs) well we do please make this happen but it's going to be something but there's no rush like I said, you know, Gary the King Baller, how long was he just Gary the King Baller? And I, that's where you're with Parker Pierce. All it takes is one match and something changes. So all, all I can say to Parker Pierce, keep up keep up the good work. Because I have really nothing bad to say about him. He's fantastic. I'm, I don't really have anything bad to say anybody on the AIW roster. Maybe Kurt Hurts, but I, Kurt it, alone. it's been said by, I, th- I think, fans or some, someone I know I've heard of before is Kurt Hurts is either the worst wrestler ever or the smartest human being alive. Or the smartest worker ever, yeah. I think, yeah. was the And that, if that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. Gets you thinking. Up next was Joshua Bishop versus Little Dick, Kurt Stallion. And <sighs> why I say this, and I, I don't actually think it, or know it, or anything like that, there were a group of fans ringside, and I do want to say they might have been friends with Joshua Bishop. They, they were. That kept calling Kurt Stallion Little Dick. No matter what, they just kept referring to him as Little Dick. Is Little Dick this, Little Dick that. You suck, Little Dick. That didn't come out right. Uh, It's just repetitive. Where it's like, okay, we get it. Little Dick. Okay, cool. Move on. Nope. Entire match. And it was a very, very good uh, debut for uh, Kurt Stallion. Unfortunately, Joshua Bishop did win via the capture DDT and a distraction. Was it distraction or an interference? No, no, no. It was after that. I was thinking the other No Consequences match. The fun part, which we didn't actually put on our Twitter, but it was on the Instagram stories if you were paying attention. After the match, we had No Consequences come out, all of them, to congratulate Joshua Bishop. This turned out to be a perfect trap by the production, who then surrounded the ring and attacked no consequences. This is what Kate and I have been talking about the whole show. And I think it's one of the things that stand out. And we've had these two teams that formed roughly around the same time. And a lot of us felt like this was going to be the absolution match. But instead, we're getting it at the next show. And I, I said this on Saturday from my own Twitter account at Heavyset330. And I'm now forced to choose between two former guests of the show, Joshua Bishop and Derek Director. You're wrong either way in this situation. How am I wrong? They're both going to be mad at you. Well, they're all going to be mad at me. But, like I said on Twitter, my choice is obvious. On my right arm, I have a tattoo. That doesn't get shown too often because I'm a t-shirt wearer. It's comedy and tragedy. I have to go with the production. Sorry, no consequences. I'm going with no consequences. They only have one one tag loss, I think. I go to a lot of wrestling. I can't keep all these results straight. Technically, the production only has one as well. What match is that? I'm sorry, I go to way too much wrestling. WrestleRager 2. I keep forgetting about it as well, but... That does count. That does count. It happened. But since adding a new member... Undefeated. Undefeated. Hmm. Though since any match that Chase Oliver's been in, 
undefeated. So, yeah, big, big, big question there. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping I think that was the first match officially announced. I'm, I'm hoping this extends out than just this match, just this particular match. We still have PB Smooth out there too, who has to be looking for revenge from the production. So don't forget about that. And what if he was not at this last show like we thought he would be? Yeah. You're right the first time, not this time though. What if PB Smooth picks up Malcolm Monroe the third, maybe Myron Reed, maybe Jonathan Wolf, and they create like a team that's against both? I like this idea. Huh. Because PB Smooth has to fit in here somewhere, and we like, and we still he have can't Malcolm. Just keep being on his own, like yeah. This. And we have Malcolm Monroe the third out there too. The other two just going by history, but it, it could be somebody else. Um, Nick Gage <laughs> just killing everyone. So I think that is kind of an option. But um, if th- if this c- gets extended out, like just looking at the production, no consequences as a whole, I feel like they're evenly matched. Like a match that I really want to see. Imagine. Joshua Bishop and AJ Gray versus Colby Red and Magnum CK. Ooh, that'd be really fun. What about Frankie Flynn versus Gary the King Baller? There's so many matches for this. This is crazy. I know. I, I, as a whole, I feel like there's you have two bigger guys and two somewhat smaller guys. The build might be a little different from Derek Direction or Derek Director. I get those guys mixed up. And, you know, guy like Trey Lamar or Gary the King Baller. But still, I think that's why I'm... Really looking forward to this match next week. Yeah, that show's next week. My goodness. So much wrestling. We got only one match left on the card. We have Oh Mancer versus Dominic Greenie. And this is not what we expected the main event to be. No, not at all. I don't know if they knew before. I mean, they had to have. That Tracy wasn't going to make it when they announced that this would be the main event. But it's kind of like I was saying last week, Dom is like the most dangerous man in AIW. And this match, which was held under UFC 1 rules. Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. Dramatic pause. Anything goes. The best. Yeah. Some, for some reason, also, Twitter wants me to translate this tweet from Dutch to the result of Dominic Greeny wins via Snap Power Driver. I think because you, I think it's the word via that it's, for some reason it's, it's Dutch. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, a very fitting and fun main event. Love me some Dom. Love me some Mancer. And yeah, your thoughts? Mance needs to be on more AIW shows. It's, and Dom, I he's fantastic. And I forget he's. Not even two years in. He wrestles like he's been wrestling for five or six. Both of them are excellent. This is probably the best main event for the show. If, like, Stallion Bishop or Kikutaro Tracy didn't go on last, this is probably the match that deserved main event. It was perfect. I mean, has Dom had a bad match in AIW? That one they mentioned on the AIW podcast. First, first Back to the Future Cup. I'm trying to remember who that was against. Him and Dr. Dead. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Other than that, I mean... The opponents. Everyone has one bad match. The opponents that Dom has had. Jesus. I mean, this year he had a feud with BJ Whitmer. Like, well, late last year, early this year. And don't forget, last year he had a match against uh, some Zach something junior guy. I don't know. I don't know his full name. That, that was a thing. My goodness. Under a year in, he was wrestling Saber. And. Fr- and it was really good. And freaking Saber put him over. Like, you've only been wrestling how long? Jesus. He was wrestling nine months at the time. Nuts. So that was Wet Bandits. What was your favorite match of the night? Um, I either A, uh, Bishop Stallion, because it was really good, or um, 
MM3 and Trey, which for some reason, I forget exactly how it went. I think Trey said, who's the man? Someone in our section yelled Nick Gage. And Trey <laughs> started calling out Nick Gage. Trey, do not do this, please. Please do not call out Nick Gage for your own safety. Don't do that. <laughs> that man can just appear from anywhere. That's don't. That, that's where we had. That's where we had a joke. Like, what if Nick Gage was like the Candyman or Beetlejuice, depending on which reference you want to use? Like, you say Nick Gage three times, and all of a sudden, you know, just, he just appears. Who the fuck said my name? <laughs> uh, a bundle of white tubes. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. I think my favorite match was the the A Man tag match, the production versus WWPME. Just that match was just insane. It's those high energy, fast paced matches where there's something going on one point or another. There's going to be the from the turnbuckle or inside the ring to the outside uh, spot. The tag matches anymore are always insane. Yeah, so that was one of my favorites. But I I, I don't think there was necessarily a bad match on this card. Oh, just a fun night of wrestling. And, uh, yeah. And then also, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Stallion. Joshua Bishop was cool to see Kurt Stallion two days in a row after never seeing him. And, um, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. What would you rate this out of five? Out of five? Hmm. That's a good question. Because, like, it's really hard to get a perfect show. But this was, for, like, a manner show like this, this is probably a four out of five. Some of the fans took away a little bit of the show for me. I th- I also felt like as the night went on because this was a later start that fans were just leaving. Yes, like we had. That's one- the one thing that kind of took away a little bit for me. Yeah, there was like a there was like two in our row that just walked out, and I, I don't think it's like the AW did anything wrong. It was just like, oh, it's getting late, like we got to head home, or I'm getting tired, we got to head home. I have never left a wrestling show early. I have. Have you? Twice. One was a show in Canton, which I would say their name, but I'm not giving them the, the opportunity. A sh- uh, an organization that's no longer around, or quote unquote, on high, a very very lengthy and high. They're coming back. Okay, is that, is that what they're saying? Let's say because it's been almost two years since our last show. It was about two years ago at a show that I left during intermission because of I had a comedy show to go to that I promised a friend that I'd go to. And then there was one show that I don't do you want to call it leaving early? I was only there for the pre-show stuff, the meet and greets. And then I left. What show? Uh, Northeast with uh, Mick Foley, Jerry Lawler. You did buy a ticket, so I, I that will count. Yeah, I bought a ticket, left, and it was only because my girlfriend wanted me to go to a sh- concert, a lo- in local concert, and I was just like, I don't really want to go. I want to go to this, and she got kind of upset. I was like, fine, here's what I'll do. I'll go and do the pre-show stuff, because that's really all I want to do. Like, again, I'll, I'll go and enjoy the show. I wanted to go enjoy the show, but... Do I- go to that show, though. It's fun. Next I'm, year, whenever they're around. Yeah, I'm going to try to go go again next year, because they, they always bring cool people. And I, like, I wanted to meet Foley. I wanted to meet Lawler, which now... I, I, do you ever get this with wrestlers? Like, there's a wrestler you want to meet, and you're like, oh my god, I might never get a chance to do, meet him again. So you meet him, and then they're like, there's constantly like... Oh, like, for example, Jerry Lawler. Wanted to meet Lawler. And a couple weeks ago, he was at a hockey game in uh, Youngstown. And then here in February, he's going to be at the Kent Theater. And I'm like, I like, I just met him. Like, that's closer than Youngstown. I would have went to that. I didn't know. What the hell? And that's also I mean, like- if everyone follows me on Twitter, I just want to meet Chris Wolf really bad. And that's happening in April. So 
You're buying her shirt? I'm the indie mark. You're buying her shirt? Yes, I am. It's 30 bucks. I got to get 30 bucks. While you're on womenmaneuver.net, you should buy a rest and cheer shirt or hoodie or onesie for any infant in your life. It is cold out. You can use a hoodie. Mm-hmm. I love my rest and cheers hoodie. It is it is now going to be the official, um, the right word that I want to use. I just thought of it. The attire. There we go. It's the, it'll be the official attire of me. Uh, any wrestling show I go to. When it gets hotter, I'm going to take that off and I'll have a t-shirt. Wrestling cheers t-shirt. That works. Uh, I, going back to uh, the ratings. I think for a mentor show, I'm going to give it a four. I think as a whole, I'm going to give it a three. Like uh, comparing all AW shows. And it's just, I think it's hard to have a Mount Carmel show at Music Links. But you could still have a good Music Link show. I, I, this I wanna... was just a top-to-bottom, really, really solid show. Yeah. Especially at this building. Yeah. Like, they've been on a roll with having good shows there this year. Yeah. I don't... Like, I, I can't think of the last really bad show that they had. I think Season of the Witch might have been okay. It was just because it was, like, a last-minute, kind of, like, here-you-go sort of deal. So, it was like, eh. There's been a lot of bad timing for shows, too. Yeah, it was pretty much the only reason that show was, like, eh. I think the it last... It was just bad timing. There was, like, that one was right around the Indians being in the playoffs. There was the one after WrestleMania that was kind of... At fan attendance-wise, it was lackluster. Uh, which show was that? Um, they all, the tequila, the music link shows just run together. With Jimmy Rave? Oh, that was... Rising Sun. Yeah, thank you. It was a fun show. Just the crowd was... Well, it, it didn't help that new WWE Raw Tag Team Champions were about 100 miles away. A perfect driving distance for most fans. So it was like, go to AIW Men Are on the Lake show, or go to IWC and see the Hardy My original plan was go there, but AIW announced a show, and I'm supporting AIW. Yeah. I have since 2012, and I've missed a handful of shows. Yeah, I've missed a handful of shows, too. I try not to miss them now. By a handful, I mean I missed one J-Lit weekend. Um, I missed an Absolution. I missed the original Russell Rager. That was a long weekend. Yeah. Doesn't sound like I missed too much. It was a fun weekend. It was just really, really, really long. Yeah. Basically, just imagine another day of J-Lit. I was late to a bunch of shows, and I try not to have that problem anymore. Got a better job now. Got a better job, and I can just say, hey, I'm not working this day. And they'll go, okay. okay. All right. You just need to be here this day instead. Uh, depending. I had Friday off, and the only thing that I did instead of working on Friday, I worked my normal on Thursday, but then I went back to pick up another load and just took it back to my terminal. It's hard to explain for people who don't understand my job, but basically I did a little bit of extra work, and I was like, ah, oh, that counts as work for work for tomorrow, so you're good. All right, that was our thoughts and reviews on Wet Bandits and this particular show. We do have, should have pulled it prior to this, but we have a couple of shows coming very, very soon here at AIW. Not here at AIW, but at AIW, we have AIW Rulers of the World, and we're starting to get more matches announced for this. We have M-Dog Matt Cross versus Gringo Loco versus Candice LeRae versus Laredo Kid, Joey Janela versus Jimmy Jacobs for the intense title, The Production versus No Consequences, Eddie Kingston versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, All Ego Ethan Page versus Dominic Greeny, and To Infinity Beyond versus An Open Challenge. And that's uh, that's six matches. I don't know what we're going to see from 
uh, Nick Gage. He did. He has a promo out, but I don't, I don't know for him it's an open challenge, but it's just he's accepting all challengers. So we'll see what's going on with Nick Gage. And then we have one other event, and that would be, which nothing really mentioned for, uh, February 23rd. We've got a dilemma featuring Tennille Dashwood. Front row tickets. Is it bad that front row seats were sold out for this show before they were sold out for next week's show, and those just sold out this week? Uh... Yes, but no. It's weird. Wrestling just works that way. Women's wrestling just works that way. Yeah, we'll go with that. I can understand this since I'm going to Shimmer again. Yep. Any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs? Wrestling's cool. I've been to 50-something shows this year. Check my Twitter next week for the final count, because I don't feel like walking five feet to grab my phone. <laughs> um, At KVR216 on pretty much everything. And, of course, you can find myself at Heavyset330. You can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all, you know, Wrestling Cheers, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and email, if you so choose a desire, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And like I've said before, and I, I want to stress, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out all of the shows on the Trending Topics Network that I mentioned. Check out all of the podcast friends that I mentioned. I'll, I'll add an additional shout out. And this is, this is a 100% true story. Let the hate flow through you. I've been promoting them for months. I never listened to it till a couple weeks ago. And if you notice, I always just said it was with Jeremy Shear, a comedian that I know, much like how the wing cast with Steve Guy and Chris Clem's Clavcast. All three are comedians. All three of those shows are on a network called Lousy Weather Media. Randomly, I was like, you know what? I've been promoting this show for a while. Let me listen to it. I freaking love it. It's about an hour-long show. They have uh, both Jeremy Shear and El Hernando Diablo. And El Hernando Diablo is an AIW fan. He comes to shows. I've met him. Like we we actually met at a uh, Mega, and we actually started talking. And we but we had previous conversations through text and everything before that. They they find their own little things to talk about. Uh, the person who comes on will have a topic of something that they hate, and they just shoot on it. Um, AIW fan. Ray Highclack was on early la or late last year. He did the he hates the IWC. The guy behind uh, most of the people behind Powerbomb have been on it. One of them, the Zach something I forget his last name, long last name. He was on. He did one on like uh, hating wrestling uh, people who hate wrestling or something like that, or people who talk bad about wrestling. And I mean, there's all non wrestling episodes. I just want to throw in an extra plug for them. Uh, if you get a chance, check them out. One like it has become legitimately one of my favorite shows, and I'm going back listening to almost every episode. I first went through listening to Friends that I know that were on the show, and then I did a second. I was like, okay, now I'm going to pick topics that I like, and now I've got to the point where I, I finished all those. I'm just going to download all the other shows, and listen. It is, it's a very, very fun show. Very possibly you could hear El Hernando Diablo here on the show soon, but that will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you can't make it to the show because you'll get fired from delivering pizzas. Later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries.